0: going on everybody and welcome back to episode 16 of meet, Peter, meet the critters podcast so tonight we got a fun one we got brian from the lots project on and mostly because we both press the easy button we're gonna have a fun one tonight we're back in the backwoods and god only knows what we are going to be talking about so let's go ahead and bring brian up what's, what's up buddy yeah i um So this is
1: actually also um, episode 483 of the Lots Project podcast and uh, lots to talk about. So if you're picking that up on one of my audio feeds or over on uh, the YouTube channel, that is also what we're doing uh, with this because I I had an interview scheduled for that Thursday night. I thought that that was a live stream and I was going to be able to piggyback off and just do my episode turns out it was a pre-recorded that's going to be edited and uh there was no live stream so i was kind of like caught with my pants down and couldn't um couldn't oh that's weird yeah i can see wait hey is uh is he commenting
0: in my chat um i don't know because it's showing up Brian,
1: are you commenting in the Lots project chat or on the backwoods butcher chat This was yeah. the first one. So I assume he's on mine. Yeah, I can see the comments from both. But uh, okay, I see the ones with uh, the link or my link over here. So yeah, that's on your yeah. channel. All right, okay. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I got caught. I didn't have anything done. I didn't have anything recorded. And I couldn't really do a live interview while I was doing a live interview at the same time. So yeah, you were like, hey, you want to do one? So this is going to get plopped back in the, in the order there to keep me on track. Because if I do stay on track, <laughs> episode 500 is going to be on a Monday night, so we we'll nice. do like a Monday night blowout 500th episode. Maybe uh, throw the link out there, let people come on. Maybe talk about other bullshit. Just see uh, see where it goes for episode 500. But that's uh, that's what I got going on. But I think we're here. We're going to talk about just everything uh, both
0: of us have going on and just uh, yeah run commentary can- on each other's lives. I guess pretty much we got. I mean, both of us just have just an insane amount of stuff going on that it's like, we'll always talk back and forth randomly in the chats or privately, but it's still like, there's so much shit that's happening. <laughs> yeah, but for sure. yeah, no, I was just telling you before we got on how smart I realized I was, um, building my pig enclosure when I first built it, built it and putting up the woven wire and, flipping it upside down because i used the multi-species wire that has the smaller squares on the bottom and the larger ones on the top well the top had the like a red wire for the top wire because in the brand it's something red i forget what it is so i switched it red brand red brand yeah well me being a dumbass now you know
1: you know that you don't like use woven wire for electric right
0: oh yeah so why why would you need a coated wire on the bottom because i thought like not coated as in like it'll conduct electricity coated in as like it'll do better against like rot and stuff like that again this was my first pig built like pig pasture i ever built probably the second time i ran wire. i'm
1: gonna have to go back and edit all sorts of videos and posts
0: and shit where i said you were smart you should You definitely should. I fake it till I make it. Listen, I know exactly what I am. And somehow I've made it to the point I'm at. I don't even know how I'm on episode 16 of a podcast. Like, but um. so anyway, now we have piglets that just are everywhere because they're still small enough. They can fit right through. They go right under the electric. My electric is just shit at the moment because they respect it too much, like the bigger ones. So there's just a whole bunch of grown-up stuff in there, and I just need to weed whack it, and just haven't yet. So I just had to chase them out of the road today, <laughs> like they're Do I you am. have any? Do you have any cattle panels?
1: No, not right now. I I've seen maybe. where you can um, use uh, like not baling twine, but like wire, yeah. Just take cattle panels and kind of uh, rope them together into a big square rectangle and then just move that around until you yeah. got a better solution
0: well at the moment they stay close enough like they were wandering today because i think it was like oh
1: this is new
0: and then every time i chase them they like aim less and less out but um
1: dude if i hit a pig on the road i would definitely be stopping for that thing i know especially these ones they're crazy looking i'd just go right it'd go right in the trunk and uh, home to be cooked yep pretty much Joshua made us some. Uh, they were baby wild hog, um, just
0: uh, roasted. I old. told I told my wife about that, and she was mortified. I was like, "If it oh, makes it you feel really fantastic, burned. yeah, of course."
1: Oh, and then the baby pork chops. Yeah, like he he butchered butchered a couple of them, and they were just like these mini pork chops, and they were absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Does that no, say I, Sean Hanji?
0: Yeah, he's like my buddy. Out. He's my <laughs> he's my buddy out watching him. Um, but yeah, so that's to hook cool.
1: him up with scrambling,
0: right? Oh, we actually, I actually should
1: do that for sure. You <laughs> <laughs> would have fun out at scrambling tip camp. I got a, I got an affiliate code if he wants to sign up for a uh, for a um,
0: uh, camp uh, camp as a camper. Oh, absolutely. We get $10 and off Josh, their first Sean just gets, has his new rigged out Jeep Gladiator that he's taking on camping trips now. So,
1: Well, he could pull that right into Brian's property. He could get $10 off his first day if he's not a member. Use my link. And uh, yeah, we get $10 when he books that first day. And I got the perfect camp for him right there on the Key Peninsula in uh, right outside of uh, Seattle area. Perfect.
0: Well, there you go. Sean? Get on it, John. Well, we'll follow my follow episode. my
1: Facebook page and send me a message.
0: Yeah, for sure. Perfect. Look at that. Just building community everywhere we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking so of when
1: the, so, when did you realize? When at what point did you realize that? Um, when did you realize that you put the fence in upside down? Like. The pigs the were getting out constantly. Did you look
0: at it at one point and go, "Ah, shit"? No, it was the next day, because I have I have a buddy who's local. We're not as close as we used to be, unfortunately, which we were somewhat. But um, when I first started getting into this, like I bought all my cows off him. Like he helped me out with a ton of stuff, just like knowledge wise of like how to do shit. And he came over, and it was probably one of it was the second major build I did almost by myself and if it like I had people helping I was directing like what was going on kind of thing and I was super pumped about it like super proud of it and he walks up and he's looking at it he goes well oh, it looks good this whole this whole stretch and that whole stretch of wires put it upside down. But other than that it looks great. I was like you son of a bitch. Like it was I didn't even get like time to kind of like enjoy it. it was immediate and it hadn't been an issue because we've never had like two week old piglets before so now we do so well I mean
1: did you tell your wife that the fence isn't upside down or you just say we just bought shitty fence
0: no I I told her she would have sniffed it out eventually listen I it's not worth it <laughs> hey, copy, copy and paste the link in the private chat over into your comments.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, it would be I'll put a, I'll put the name of the camp he needs to check out after he signs up with that if he's not a member already. Uh, link. So think it's that. Hold on. But anyway um, so so what are you, what are your plans to do because you you want to breed um, you want to breed pigs and sell
0: pigs strictly right uh, somewhat yeah that's definitely gonna be or a big, or, or, or cattle which one it's gonna be pigs I've we have one cow left at the moment but I'm just I'm just graining him out the rest of the year and putting him in in like December we'll probably sell a half of them or something. Um but I'm going to be out of beef for a while I think. I think So until- you
1: um so you want to do pigs. Yeah. Well easy you, easy. You need you're going to need to fix
0: this Right. No, and I need to at some point and it's going to be interesting. I got a, I got a couple ideas to figure it out cuz it's really just How big is the area? What is it? It's that's pen is probably 50 by 60, probably. It's a big paddock. So I've got a couple options of what I want to do. And one of them, it kind of fits in that the fence is kind of screwed up because it's not a huge deal. What I'd like to do at some point is build either build a farrowing barn or get like one of the Connex like shipping containers and modify that into a farrowing barn that I know I can have a stall, like three stalls that I could put three pigs in, have them farrow out smaller area. So the piglets aren't going everywhere yet. And it would be right where that fence is. That's the issue. Because the way I've kind of set everything up, I built that main paddock That they're in now first. And it's about an L shaped paddock overall together. It's probably 90 by 100, but like in an L shape, kind of. So, what I've done from there is just build, built off of that. Like the pen that the piglets, the, what are they, three month, three or three or four month old piglets are in now. I built that off of, the side of that one but it's connected to technically three different paddocks because there's the one the babies and the mama are in now there's one behind it that i'm kind of just letting grow in so i can put the mom in there once the piglets are weaned and then i need to build a gate into the three acre paddock that's behind all of those so i'm going to build a gate from the older piglets paddock into that one and then when it's time to wean the piglets the new piglets we'll just have the electric fence a little higher at that gate feed in there with nothing in there so that way the piglets will start moving in and i don't have to like chase them in and then just close the gate one day so and but then that'll continue me being able to just open the gate and put the big pig or the little pigs in to the bigger pastures so everything is changing right now. Like, it's one of those things where I just look at everything and I'm like, oh, boy, this is not going to be fun. But it's kind of, it's financially, it's the decision to make. Like, the turnaround on them is so much better. Right.
1: Right. Huh. Okay. I'm just wondering if you can patch that fence instead or flip it over or what you whatever you got to do. So. Yeah,
0: I was I was thinking I've got some like scrap chicken wire laying around. I might just run that on it for a quick fix because I know on the back side of that there's no electric there, so I don't have to worry about like hitting anything. I can just run a run a piece of um chicken wire or something along the bottom that they can't push out of I don't know it hasn't it hasn't become a major issue yet but it's has the risk of becoming one
1: right i mean you don't want your um you don't want your animals running loose especially when you got a road right there
0: exactly and it's one of those things it's it's nothing that's new every person i've ever known who breeds pigs there's just piglets everywhere like it's no matter what you do they're small enough and, like, whatever it is, they're just out. So, it'll get fixed. What really needs to happen is I really just need to go through and weed whack all of my fence lines. But, and, like, kind of just readjust my electric, which is interesting as always. <laughs>
1: right. Um, hey, Scrambling, drop the, the spelling of your camp in the in the notes. I'm not seeing it come up on hip camp. I've uh, oh no, never mind. There it is. It finally came up. I'm gonna <laughs> drop a link in the yeah, private chat in the chat private chat for Brian's camp too, so you can put it in yours. Since we're talking about it and there are people right there in the area. So there you go. But uh anyway, so you got those pigs and are you um you said you're keeping keeping some of them and selling some of them?
0: We're going to keep all of them. We're going to grow We're them all out them. and see what we can do. Because it's also... So keep, them, keep them all to the breed more out of all of them, so not process any? No, we'll process them. We'll sell them um, live. Yeah, Sell them live. Okay. Yeah, we'll get them to slaughter weight and then sell them. Um, and sorry. process them yourself. Well, those are two different hats, sir those are two different receipts, <laughs> but Well, yet. right. But that's, that's great to have that in house. Exactly. Store. And it's, again, I've gotten very good at explaining the law as it should be of, I don't like when anything leaves my shop, it's marked not for sale and it just goes. And like I said, it's two receipts. There's a deposit paid. So you, but you pay a deposit that pigs yours. And then you get paid. You get um, charged hang weight, and I think I'm doing five dollars a pound this year. And that's just feed, um, boarding, along those lines of stuff that recoup everything that I have into it. And then it goes over to the shop. And then, like I said, farmer hat, butcher hat. I process everything, and it's a completely separate receipt. So do you do you put the um the American
1: flag tank top on when you butcher or when you farm?
0: No, only when I'm trying to understand fucking TikTok bullshit. That's the only time I put that on in the shop. Corey, I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah.
1: Corey asked me, is that the only shirt he owns?
0: No, but I. that's the only one I have left. I used to have like four American flag tank tops in different colors and patterns in rotation. For sure. Why, why does that surprise me? It, it shouldn't. Look at me. <laughs> yeah no I was the kid that like I mean not even kid up until recently uh, it's probably been a couple of year, a year or two since I've had it in I used to fly like the flag in the truck like on the ball hitch like everywhere I went I've got an American flag on my back window that's the stripes are the national anthem like it shouldn't shock you at all <laughs> But no, in all honesty, like I was, I needed to go and process goats, it was hot as shit. And I'm trying to figure out TikTok. I'm trying, I'm putting in the work to try and understand how to work with the algorithm in a professional sense of like, all right, if I wanna build an audience, kind of do this, that, and the other thing. And Tom McDonald, the white, like conservative rapper or whatever had a song that came out called American Flag and it's gotten huge on TikTok. And I was like, well, fuck it. Let's try it. I don't know. And it did well. I was like, all right, cool. It's like, I got a ton of follows from it. And I'm like, all right, well, that works. I guess I'll just keep whoring myself out on TikTok randomly for shit. I don't know. It's um, so weird. Rachel, that this Rachel
1: says that Pickle Pete's been active in the lots chat. I, uh, It's not coming up on my <laughs> shit, I don't think.
0: I can see it over. I can see, like I said, I can see him over here. Oh, there's Pickle Pete.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're all mixed in together on here. It's, it's yeah, tough. exactly. Wow. So, yeah, the gingerbread's over there on the, I see him. I see him over on, uh, on my chat now. Like, I got pulled it up on my phone, but
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't I I still do not understand what the hell's going on there with that what with Brian and not showing up in my yeah chat? yeah it's
1: really weird um, I haven't figured it out I don't know I don't know what the what the deal is but it's it's I can't even see well I can see him now in your chat but I think if I am a if I am a viewer of your video Live video and he comments. I don't see it. It's weird. So, weird. so I don't know. I don't maybe know. He, it's it's got to just... be a YouTube thing because it. Um, it's got to be a YouTube thing because it doesn't show up in StreamYard or when I'm on YouTube either. So it's both. Huh.
0: Maybe he's just lying to all of us and he just purposely blocked you and now he just goes into the chats just to taunt you. He can do whatever he wants. I mean, right. he's it.
1: Sometimes, <laughs> I just sent him rocks. Ah, so he'll be happy. I I I mailed him. I literally mailed him a box of rocks. I'm sure postage on that was fun. Uh, it was flat rate. Like I went to the oh, post office. And I was like, I was like, so if I was gonna want to buy, I was gonna want a mail a box of rocks, what would be the best
0: way? And she's like, oh, one of the flat rate boxes. Right. <laughs> so oh, She's speaking, like, how many rocks do you have? <laughs> speaking of sending things, these are coming down your way. I'm just going to send them both to you. One's for Tim and one's for... Right, good. So they're not super shiny. Jesus Christ, dude. I didn't know they were that big. Oh, dude. That's like a Velociraptor claw. What am I going to do with that? Like I said, it's not for your daily driver, but if you just put some, put a key on this, it just <laughs> listen. It's a conversation starter and a weapon. What can I you wear can, it as an earring? You probably could. And listen, could no I wear it as floor like floor. A,
1: a, 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 a a like a charm hanging off
0: my hat? The yes, back of my hat. Oh, I should send one to Josh, and we can braid his mohawk. We can braid one into his mohawk. Braid it? it no, braid it into his yes. beard.
1: I was thinking about maybe wearing it as a necklace. Would that make me cool? Probably.
0: You can lie the and see. are asking what it was. It's a. Uh, that is a. Oh, it's a boar tusk. That so he this, made uh,
1: into a keychain.
0: Yeah. So I had a customer who had. It's actually ironic. He got him from the same farm that. Um, senor came from my boar, so he was an Osaba Mangaliza cross, so they didn't want the head. And I was like, Well, I do. So, I when I processed the pigs, I knew I, I always just... love getting the head <laughs> every time, every time. But I um took the lower jaws out, I knew I, I split the skull, so I wasn't going to keep the whole thing, but I wanted the tusks, split so I just skull, baby.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I just massacrated them. And uh, got the teeth out, whitened them up. but it's what's crazy. So you saw how big this one is. <coughs> I don't know if you can see it in there. Those big ones are seniors. So those are at an angle, but they're freaking huge. Gingerbread says you could braid it into your back hair as a butt scratcher. That
1: must be you, not me because I, I, can... I assume I assume it's me.
0: All filthy no pet nomad made it in. What's going on? going oh. on Phil bike <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> It's morning there, you know. Is it? What time is it there? It's about it's almost tw- exactly opposite of uh I don't no what? That's weird. It's like 7:30 in the morning. Yeah. yeah. I've never he had to think about probably wishing he could be drinking some uh, Food Forest Farms coffee.
0: I'm sure he does. I've never had to I think you about you
1: were too. I,
0: Yeah, I do. Um, I've never had to think about time zones at all in my life until I started podcasting. I've never, had... Yeah, it's, it's it true. it still screws me up to this day. I've never left the East Coast. Like so,
1: so check this shit out. Um, with my, when I was pre-recording interviews for while we were on our trip, uh, I was pre doing all the blog posts and emails and all that. So basically by the beginning of July, I had like three weeks worth of interviews. So it would air and then the blog post would post. And then the, the guest would get an email with all the links and all this shit. Well, I'm trying to schedule all of these things to air and then publish because I had all the files, I needed it to air on YouTube at six, publish to uh, the, the podcast feeds at 715. The blog post needed to publish after 715 and then the email had to go out after all of that, so all the links were actually live. Mm. And then when I would go to schedule my fucking blog post, it was in UTC. Oh. So I had to schedule it like at 1.30 in the morning the next day to get it to go at like eight thirty east or eight thirty central. <laughs> like so I'm to, I'm just like looking at it and it's just let's throw this monkey wrench right into the middle of trying to schedule all this shit three weeks in advance.
0: Yeah. I remember like the first time I did Tim's show, I was like he's like, Yep. And I'm looking at the calendar, oh, it'll be at nine. I'm like, holy shit. And I'm like, Oh yeah, it's seven o'clock there.
1: Oh, dude. um, I've been with Podmatch. I've interviewed a lot of Australians and things like that. And so it gets really screwy. And that's one of the reasons I actually went to doing pre-records and lives was Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people there that are in other areas of the world and uh, being able to hook up with them in the middle of the day and record an episode if they can't do six o'clock central in the evening.
0: Yeah. It's
1: like no. sometimes it's like two in the morning.
0: <laughs> right. No, it always worked out doing like your show or Josh. Look, well, because I did Josh's show like nine times. But it worked out because he was at 6 Central, but I was at 7 and I had the kids. So it was like I could put the kids down and know they were down and like not have to worry about it. <laughs> so I was an hour ahead. Do, but, you, do you just like drug them or how do you make sure they're out? No, they're as as much as i give hilarious outtakes and whatever happens in my home in um the two chicks homestead chat because that's like my fa- that's like the family friendly one where <laughs> i go to not be an asshole i'm like i could just be a dad in this one this one's great but um they actually do sleep really well like it's getting the four-year-old to sleep is a nightmare but once she's down, she's usually down. And if she gets up, you know something's wrong. And then you know it'll help
1: her fall asleep is
0: some salad. Mm, it's like blowing her face like a cat. Uh, um, and then the one-year-old, she's just she's just at a, she's in a moment right now where she's sleeping through the night. Knock on wood. But um, yeah, no, it's I just kind of run with it, especially on like because my wife was home on call today, which was nice. So she was home today. But usually. I've got the monitor that I'm looking at through the ring light to see movement. Like, and the last couple times they've woken up during the show, it's been at like the 56 minute or over an hour mark. So I just go, "All right, well, it's great having everybody have a good time," and <laughs> just jump off. Don't pull that bullshit with me. I,
1: listen, I don't even. Your, have kid, your kids can sit there and scream for all I care. <laughs>
0: I know my wife because my wife has the monitor because she's home and she goes, "All right, go have fun talking to one of your boyfriends." It's like I will.
1: You're you're not bringing those little carpet muncher carpet angels to well, SRF, them on.
0: right? Why not? <laughs> no, I'm not bringing the kids to SRF. That's good. I'm very, I'm very excited about it because we haven't had a vacation in five years since we have. Are you tempting? Huh? Yeah, we're gonna ten. So,
1: are you I gonna guess, come to Tim? Are you gonna come to Tim's on uh, Thursday and and work with us?
0: I want to. I don't know if I am. Just because my wife, with what time she has off, it might just be a get in and get out kind of like we'll come in, like because I don't. I think I'm missing the slaughter of the pigs for the competi- for like the demonstration. Is that
1: all set up?
0: I have no idea. We need to kind of take a deep dive into that one a little bit. Yeah, I got to I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, I have no idea. So we kind of need to figure that out. I think we should probably figure it out within this week because I know me and Josh are going on Nicole's show next week. And I'm sure she's probably expecting somewhat of a plan. (laughs) I would hope so. but I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, you know, so. I just happened to
1: be the the one sitting in Tennessee that was talking to both of you, so I, that's why I was involved. And
0: uh, I'm to right. let somebody else take care of that because I got other sh-
1: I got other shit to worry about.
0: I know, and we're in we're kind of in the same boat. We're trying to figure it all out, and then Josh has been melting, so he hasn't been in much contact. But we're all yeah, we'll get it figured out. I don't think it'll be a problem.
1: I think Micah is good. A good, uh, yeah. Micah's a great
0: contact. He he found pigs. I know. I know we have pigs for it. Just what we're doing with said pigs, I'm not sure yet. Are you bringing? Are you going to bring a piglet with you? Probably not, because at that point they'll be math hard, like four months old, three months old, and I don't want to drive 19 hours with a piglet. I didn't want to drive 19 hours with my kids. That's why they're home. Do you think I'm going to bring livestock with me? I mean, they probably smell better. You're not wrong. <laughs> Most of the time, they smell the same.
1: What's, uh, what's what's the next big, uh, big thing coming up for the butcher shop?
0: Like what I'm adding or just what's coming up? I don't think I'm. If you're not,
1: if you're not, if you're not growing, you're not. You're going backwards. So what? No, I know.
0: No, we're staying pretty. We're kind of plateaued at the moment. Just trying to. Well, we kind of went back this week. I had a customer back out. It was too soon to get somebody else in. It kind of just screwed up the whole feng shui of it. So these last two weeks have been. I think it'd be better for the feng shui if the keg
1: went over here.
0: Here. That got me a little bit. You don't feng shui a a schedule. No, I get, I know. But so we had a light week, but which also kind of worked out because we kind of got some like doctor's appointments and stuff fixed. And like there was time to do that because I could be inside with the kids or do whatever. And then just some like good family time because these next couple like months are going to be hell because I'm going down to where it's like, I'm trying to have at least one beef and at least one pig, if not more, a week until October. Then it's going to be mostly pigs. I think I have two beef scheduled for October. What's nice is I have a regular customer that I know is going to bring me at least two to three beef a month. So, How long does it take you to do a beef? It takes me from... Bullet to cooler is probably about two hours by myself. What the fuck do you do for the other 49 hours of the week? Farm stuff and kids, man. That's that's it. You just it's work two hours,
1: hours a week. That's pretty cool.
0: The well, the well, no. So to get it from dead to in the walk-in is like two hours. Then it's got to hang for a week. Then I can get I depending on the size, if it's under six hundred pound hang weight, I'll get it done and packaged in eight hours, close to. Um. Yeah. So for a beef, but pigs, that's why I. So you're looking
1: at one workday
0: per beef if it's yeah. six hundred pounds or less. Yeah. And Just then the two
1: spots. Huh just broken into two different days a two-hour day and then usually what i
0: also do is grind on a third day because it's usually between 200 and 400 pounds of burger i've already just loaded all my freezers full of not frozen cuts and also when it comes to cleaning i can if i do a cut day i can walk in at i usually walk in the shop around nine nine a.m Cut, I know, cut, and then... Dude, you listen it. to my show at six. I know. My wife also gets to sleep in a little bit because I know she's dealing with the kids for the rest of the day. Aww, aren't you sweet? I am. I'm a very sweet person. Um, <laughs> But, like, there are days where I'm like, you get up at 6.30 with me because I'm out to the shop. Like, there are days where I know if I have big beef, it's like, I'm starting early, or if it's going to be now a wait a second. You prominent. said you hide on the porch when my show's on. Yeah, I didn't say it was every day. Um <laughs> but um yeah, and then grind takes another like four hours from three three to four, depending on how much and what's going on. But it's right now I'm still I'm still cryovacking whole beef in just a twelve inch bar chamber sealer. Like by myself, it is god awful. Like I wish I had the money for a second one because it would literally boost my like productivity by double. Would you need four hands? Yeah, if I had somebody packing while I cut, it would be the biggest thing on the planet. But right now, I can't one, I can't afford I really can't afford to hire someone but it's that weird limbo spot of I can't afford to hire someone, but I also can't afford to not hire someone like I can do it all myself, but I'm also spending way more time than I need to. But if I could literally have someone just on the cryo that I could toss half filled trays to the entire time I'm cutting, it would be a complete game changer because it just, that's, would. What I,
1: that's what I did
0: for yeah. uh, yeah, no, it's huge. Like, it's one of those things where we always give the Packers shit, but you are the most important person there because that means I don't have to pack it. Like... <laughs> well, I mean, packing is my deal, man. Hmm. <laughs> but no, it's like, depending on the size of the beef, it's 12... 12- 12 to 14 hours by myself, and again, that's me completely solo, bullet to freezer. So it's not awful, but it's not fantastic. Like when I worked at the USDA plant, there would be three of us. But again, it's there's three of us just cutting. Somebody else is packing. Um, we'd do three to four whole beef a day. But again. There's three of us, we all broke ourselves down into different sections. We each had our own cuts that we would take. We all had a rhythm. With me, it's just me. And it's, I've got my rhythm down now to where it's, I know exactly what I need to do, when I need to do it, how we need to do it for my setup. So we're getting there. It's, I'm at the first point now where I'm like, I'm very confident on how I do my job and how I get it done. So yeah. Hmm. gingerbread said do we
1: have a date for tim's yeah it's going to be thursday the 12th i believe yeah. let me let me make sure no i really want thursday to the 12th of october
0: if i could if i could like give it up like if my wife could take more time off and i could head down earlier i would love to go down and help. Well,
1: if you could, if you could cut two beef in eight hours, your wife could take an extra day off Mm -hmm. and then you could, you could come for Tim's thing. Right. So why don't you try to do that? I'll do my best. Get like two knives or something, dude, like just do it faster. (laughs) (laughs) But no, there are moments where it's like, so what's the, so with pigs being so much quicker, have you ever done the math out to like, if you were doing all pigs or all beef and that's what you did every day and you were able to dedicate 10 hours a day, five days a week or six days a week, what would be more lucrative running pigs or running pigs
0: or, or hogs through there? Pigs all day. But again, I'm not like I book myself out month, like every six weeks I book myself out. I've just now recently been able to have my wife's schedules a little more exact, like going forward, I'm able to plan out a little bit further. But I've tried to get all of my beef customers in the next like two months, like August and September. I'm trying to get all my beef customers in that are like on the stray. They're not my everyday customer um, or every like month customer.
1: Do they fin it do they finish beef before winter every or do they try to finish them before winter in your area just so they don't have to feed them over the winter?
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Like I'm going so to it's get not like a year more. round thing for the beef.
0: Yeah, like I'm gonna get so many more beef calls in the next couple of weeks of people just like, Hey, I'm gonna bring my beef in and I'm like, No, you're not just because <laughs> I I and it's I I feel bad saying no sometimes, but I'm like
1: how how about pigs? Do the majority pigs. of people
0: are that year round? Pigs are not year round. So that's the problem. If I could do pigs out straight, I would do pigs out straight because there's multiple things you're looking at of why you're going to move pigs faster than you're going to move beef. Just starting with the hang time. You got to, I only hang a week. So I went, I hang a week less than the standard of two weeks. But I also break my beef into six or sometimes eights, depending on the size. Like if it's like, a 900-pound beef, I break it into eights. So that way, each individual section has the time to go through rigor and start to, like, settle and, like, form. Because if you try to cut hot beef, I mean, I know Tiffany, um, who's been on Josh Show, she literally kills, cuts, wraps right there. And I, en- I envy her somewhat, but... <laughs> I could do it. I don't want to, but with a pig, I could slaughter three pigs the next day. They've already set up in the cooler, depending on the size. Like if it's a like breeder or something with a really big fat cap, I'll probably let that hang a day or two to make sure it settles in. But if they're 190 pound Yorkshire's that they just have a decent fat cap, good quality, you could kill one day, cut the next day, grind the next day, and they're gone in three days. And is it the other thing it about
1: a cost, it, is it costing on the on the farmer side that they don't want to
0: finish year round with the pigs? I it's also one of those things. There are a lot of people who raise pigs up here. There are not a ton of people that breed pigs around here. So it's the majority of the people don't want to raise pigs through the winter. And I get it. Even though. What's
1: the finish cycle on a pig? How many months?
0: It depends. It's all over the place. If you're looking at Yorkshire's, like the big pink production pigs, six months. My Hereford's, six, seven months. You can get over 200 pound hang on a Hereford in about six, seven months. Um, but so less than a year so you do, you oh, yeah. can avoid going through a winter. yeah and that's what a lot of people do that's why everyone is always in that rush at the end of the summer and into the fall to get your pigs in somewhere and that's been like the waterfall cascade of hell that's come across butchers the past couple of years with everybody looking at the way of the world and how your food's made and who's making your food and stuff like that. People are going back to nature or going back to like, I'm going to raise my own food, which I love. I think it's awesome. But so many of these people, I always make this joke and it's, I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Democrat, whatever, but America, America. um, I feel like so many people that are getting into it now. Which again I'm glad they are. It's awesome. But they look at it and go. The Republicans can do it. I can probably do it too. And it never works. It, that, that's literally the attitude of felt. Coming off of these people. When I'm taking in their pigs. Or their cows or whatever. They just have this air to them. Of like well these guys. can. These idiots can do it. I can do this. And they never can. It's the funniest thing every time. But, like, I've had so many people. What happened? It's just huge lightning flash outside the window. Oh, fun. (laughs) But no, I've had this, like, new onset of people that it's like I get the call and they're like, (laughs) it's crazy. They're like, oh, I have these pigs. I didn't know much about them when I got it. And I need them gone now. It's crazy. It's insane. That's a lot of can you hear it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course I can. <laughs> You're in the depths of hell at the moment, it sounds like.
1: <laughs> the <camper> is shaking.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. It feels like there's a, a bomber flying over at like 100 feet. <laughs> But no, I get all these people that are like, I had one person, it was a year ago now, I think it was last year, and they called a year in advance to get their pigs in. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, good for you. Maybe it wasn't a full year. It was probably like 10 months. Like, we don't even have our pigs yet, but we want to get a date. I'm like, all right, perfect. I appreciate that. She talked to me for an hour and a half in a Michael's parking lot in North Comp, like on the phone. I'm just sitting there with my kids in the back. Like, okay, I need to go now. But I have this question. So anyway, about nine months later, I get, she calls back and we get the pigs in. And they had moved from Massachusetts and decided they wanted to raise their own meat. And these pigs were only fed organic vegetables and nothing else. There were no grains because they didn't, or no, there was grain. It was organic, chemical-free grain shipped out from California, like this, that, and the other thing. And the first question they asked was, how much bacon are we going to get? And I looked right at them. I said, you're not getting any bacon. They're like, what do you mean we're not getting any bacon? I'm like, I can see this pig's ribs. This is a nine-month-old Yorkshire, and it's going to dress out to 100 pounds. Sure enough, one was 99. One was 101. Like... I still remember because I was like, no, no, I'm going to make this point. Like, I understand that you want to do everything in your power to have the healthiest meat possible. But you also need to feed these things because they're not humans. Like, they do need some type of fiber and calories and everything else that a person needs. Like, or else they're just going to be skinny and there's going to be no fat. I like fat of course like and i know there's there are so many people oh what's what's james saying down here i resemble that kyle and i have have to process my birds myself and i have no real idea what i am doing because the butchers are too busy yeah and most of us don't do birds
1: (laughs) <laughs> Dude, okay, so here's here's a story about some fat for you. Some pork fat. So, you know, I don't know about you. Like I grew up in the in the 80s and 90s, and it was like get the leanest pork and the leanest beef and don't don't pay for fat
0: at the grocery store and all this. That stuff. was that was still pretty solid when I was growing up too.
1: Well, yeah, and I mean it was for good reason the fat was horrible on the, those meat and on that meat. So when um when we moved to the farm and we found our neighbor was a pastured pork, raised yeah. pastured pork. Some of the best, it's still the best pastured pork I've ever had. Um, did you freeze or did I freeze? Nope. You didn't freeze. Oh, anyway, anyway, so we'd get this pastured pork and the fat rind and the, like the fat cap and the fat, and it was just unbelievably, it was thick and it was huge. And so we would cook it. And when you would taste it, we used to fight over who got the fattier pork chop. Oh, this yeah. This stuff was so good. And it's like we would go to the grocery store and look at the look at the fat on those. And we're like, that's gross. And then we'd go home and pick the fattest pork chop that we could find with that huge rim on it. And when you would eat that fat, it would just melt. Like the and difference and, between it, the fat was unreal. And that was like bacon beef, you. like... The leftover bacon grease was like pure white. Oh, yeah. It
0: it's wasn't gross
1: like- and dirty and, and brown or anything like that. It was pure white when it yeah. solidified.
0: No, that's huge because it's like I, I had a couple buddies that split a pig last year and they were they met in culinary school. Where did like, they find it, her? Ha- um, but no, so they split one. And, oh yeah yeah they did eiffel uh, tower or, uh or uh, nuts to nuts nuts to nuts always <laughs> um but so they i'm not gonna say it again anyway split a pig nah they tried it for the first time and they were both like uh holy shit like we haven't had like this kind of pork since like culinary school since college days it's college days right I um, have been working like this since the college days. Mm-hmm. But no, so like that did mean a lot though, that they were like, no, you can taste the flavors. Like you can taste like the fat is sweet. It's not bitter. Like it's just good quality fat. Cause it's like, I also render lard out of everything that's left because it's, I have, ugh, I need to figure out where I'm getting my fat this year for deer season. But like, usually I'll put, a bunch of it into the freezer for deer and then i'll also render out a bunch because we have like a shit ton of lard just canned and ready to go like jarred and ready to go what do you do with it melt it down and rub it all over yourself i do if i like sometimes the kids drop stuff under like different cabinets and everything and the only way for me to get I'm under there the is to, is to cover myself in pork lard and start from across the room and just slide under it. You
1: you should you should fill a bathtub with uh, melted pork
0: lard and, and
1: <laughs> no do a photo
0: shoot. Whoa, no, no, you shouldn't. Oh, well listen, if Josh <coughs> ever comes back online, I'm sure we can reconnect with whatever that Allie. Is. Allie, yeah. Go on to Pearl. Allie Allie
1: would do a would do a lard bath. I'm sure she would. Hmm good for your skin yeah
0: lube the swing I saw that <laughs> I did ru- I did rub some on the bottom of a one of those saucer slides last winter it worked pretty well <laughs> oh now he froze
1: it was that Chevy chase
0: is the yeah.
1: With the uh, sealer for the cereal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: man. I know. Uh. Every, every year, I might do it this year now that I don't have to feed out super far. Um, there's like a laneway in the middle of my paddocks. And I've always wanted to like just plow down the middle of it. Because it's at a decent little incline and just build a sledding hill down there. But the risk of one side slamming into a woven wire fence and on the other side slamming into an electric fence, I've just never really done it.
1: <laughs> we used to sled down this hill at a cemetery right into a, a, a chain link fence. Like there was no way you were going to stop before it, and we would just do it no. anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah, my wife might have a problem with launching our kids in the electric fence, though. Just turn it off. Hmm. I also kind of want to see him hit the electric fence. It's kind of funny. Do you make your kids touch it? No, but my oldest has. And it's been like, it was actually one of the funniest moments of our lives. It was so funny. We Did were she boarding yourself? No. We were boarding one of my buddies, or, couple- or a goat. One of my buddies, goats, that had two kids, and he didn't have a setup, like a good setup for it. So I was like, just bring them over here. We got the corral. We'll put them in there. And... The fence and, is upside down, but don't worry about yeah, it. Well, that's a different one. Um, So we were in the winter paddock for the cows, because we had turkeys in there, and my youngest was two... And I've got so many paddocks. So many. But... <laughs> Like so, old old Kyle old Kyle Peral had a farm.
1: Yeah, yeah, literally, that's had what it is. the he pigs
0: in the in the turkey pasture and the pigs in the cow pasture and the, so in the kids touching the fence. So anyway, the corral is connected to the winter paddock, so there's a gate between it, and my daughter was at the gate. Well, I was probably ten steps away, and she was playing with the baby goats through the gate, and she started to back up into the electric fence and it caught her ankle and instead of going forward she just went full starfish and just arms out fell back into the rest of the electric fence she somehow touched everyone like every line she put she touched and i just literally ran over and just winged her off of it <laughs> And for probably about a year. She, huh? It's not going to kill her. No, I know. But she was she was screaming. I was like, oh, God, my baby. Um, yes. But every time for like a year, she'd walk past that fence. And every single person that walked past that fence, she'd go. That fence hurts. Don't touch it. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. Desired result. All right. Right.
1: Right. I'll just I'll just all you have to tell her is uh, uh, penises are the same thing. Mm hmm. Yeah, well, Never of course, talk about them. They'll hurt you.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, if, of course, like with what I do, I'm pretty literal about life. My wife's an ICU nurse, so like our kids know all like the actual words for stuff. They don't say "pp" or any of that. So we were at, we were at the grain store today, <laughs> and somebody brought a dog in, and she just goes, "Dad." Did you see that dog's penis? Like, said it like it was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, yes, Leah, I have seen, I did see that dog's penis. She goes, that dog's penis is huge. <laughs> I was like, awesome, fantastic. I mean, it, I can't
1: say that I haven't said that same thing about, like, horses and donkeys when I was in Texas. Of course,
0: of course. but it's a tiny, adorable little four-year-old in a pink dress with hearts on it. Luckily, it was the grain store because we're basically celebrities in there. Like every time we go in now, like they get to run around the entire grain store. There's a 90% chance one of the three people who works there is going to give them snacks. Like they're just, they're, yeah, they're more famous than I am there. But it's, it is what it is. I love it. Because again, everyone knows them. Like, Everyone at the Ace Hardware in town knows them. Most of the cashiers at the grocery store know them. Like everyone at Tractor Supply knows them like. So but it's also one of those things I never have to worry about it, because if somebody sees them without me or my wife, they're going to be like. That's not right, because it's also my kids are freaking Amazonian, like my. One and a half year old is already in like close to four T clothes. And my four-year-old's in, like, 70. Like, she's almost at the point where she's no longer in, like, the toddler or whatever clothes. She's almost just in, like, little kid clothes. Maybe you should put it on that vegan pig diet. No, definitely not. These kids are savages. The youngest literally just takes whatever she can, puts both hands on it, and just shoves it all in her face. Just eats everything. They're tanks. They told us, because they do all the genetic testing and stuff, or not the genetic testing, but, like, they can track how tall everyone's going to be or whatever, I don't know, all the percentages. And they did it for the oldest, and they're like, she's going to be, like, 5'11". And we're like, that's not shocking. My wife's 5'11". Like, I'm 6'4". That's not shocking. We did it for the youngest one, and they go, she will be 6 feet. We don't know anything after that. She will be six foot tall. <laughs> so, how old is she? One and a half. Close to. like I'm rounding up, but basically one and a half. And how old are you? 31. You better stay in shape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you're going to be beaten off guys. <laughs> I know. I'm already doing that so um (laughs) no i told i told nicole that once we get like to a point where we're not worried about money once they start or like once they're a little bit older and things start to take off i just want to have just some like retired milkers in the back pasture right around when they're like 15 16 so when they come home they're like oh so-and-so is going to come pick me up for a date i'm like Okay, about what time? Perfect, because about five minutes before that, I'm dropping a cow in the driveway. <laughs> gonna be two desire. There's gonna be two results of that. Either they're gonna be terrified of me, or they're gonna go. Can I help? Either or, I'm happy with.
1: They're gonna be bringing girls home. Don't worry.
0: That's fine. Fine with it. <laughs> all right we're coming up on an hour here where can everyone find you
1: me uh thelotsproject.com or on youtube the Lots project or uh all the other socials and stuff like that i think you put all the links in the video description i i have all my links but i'm uh, i'm really focusing people over to the website uh thelotsproject.com and sign up for a 30-minute chat and let's uh let's bullshit about what you got going on or uh if i can help people out with anything hip camp related cryptocurrency, getting started in cryptocurrency, homesteading uh, ideas, problem solving, that kind of stuff, Uh, or just uh, let's chat. And maybe I can connect you with somebody that uh, that you guys could benefit from each other. So that's what I got going on there. You can find that just on the homepage and then all the other stuff at the site is pretty, uh, pretty fun to dig into. So
0: yeah, I completely forgot should we talk about our little bit of our thoughts and ideas about moving forward with possibly some hip camps and stuff up here, or do you want to wait for another episode of that once we figure some more shit out? I don't know. We could probably get, get more in line with what we're doing and then we can talk about that. All right. Well, stay tuned folks. There's some <laughs> stay tuned. Dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Um, all right. And for me, you can find me at, at backwoods Butcher. 603 on everything instagram TikTok, youtube um we're on nostr um all of the podcasts get streamed on everywhere you can download podcasts, podcast including fountain um thank you brian <laughs> and yeah no i mean we got some interesting stuff coming out next week i think i'm doing a pig skinning video with that new uh smaller skinning knife and I'm going to try and somehow edit a YouTube-safe video of pig castration. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. That's Smiley, face the- huh? yeah Smiley, exactly. face Smiley face stickers. Huh? Yeah, exactly. face stickers. I was thinking walnuts. I was thinking Tea walnuts. Cans or something. Yeah. Also, seeing as K-Bonk just popped up, ironically enough, I want to give a shout-out to him. We're kind of in talks back and forth about him sending me me some black walnut tree transplants for a couple of the pastures out here because I have not fully decided yet what my fields are going to be from now on, whether or not I'm going to keep them completely cleared hayfield or start to plant some fruit trees, some nut trees, kind of make a food forest kind of set up, get a pasture going. Cause just because I got the trees there doesn't mean I can't pasture cows across it. it just means it's going to be a bitch to hay. So just
1: spread, a, keep them uh, the width of your haying equipment apart, and then just hay down the rows.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. Again, I I actually should have looked up the guy the guy's name who left the comment. I had a comment on my most recent YouTube video where I was talking <laughs> about everything I'm doing, and I blatantly kind of went, "It's all time and money." And I don't got either. So we're going to figure it out as we go along. And he commented. He's like, I love hearing that. Because he's like, I get sick of all of the people that, like, all of the videos where they just go out and buy absolutely everything they need. And they have all of the fanciest equipment. They have the fanciest setups and all that. Because I'm not that. Like, I try to keep my stuff as professional as possible and, like, done well. It's probably the, like, besides Uh, butchering. It's the one thing in my life that I do try to do a really good job of keeping it like what it needs to be. But also at the same time, again, it's all time and money and I don't have either. So we're going to make do with what we can. But you got 24 hours a day. I know. Little kids, man, you remember little kids. It's a time suck. Because even when you have time, there is no time because it's like all right, monitors don't you need a nanny. You need a you need a 19 year old nanny. Yeah. Just a South American 19 year old approximately I don't know, 5'2 to 5'6. No. <laughs> sounds like you've already contemplated this. Ah, uh, it sounds like my wife's already contemplated this. Oh so, wow. Maybe um, maybe she just needed the kids. That's the only thing she needed you for was the kids. Why do you think why do you think that littlest pigs name was Carmen? That was always that's always the joke name. Hi, Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. I appreciate everybody coming in. I appreciate Brian coming on. I'm glad we could get this <laughs> podcast figured out for the two of us. Um, Brian, you got anything left you want to say? Nope. you're done. All right, folks. Thank you all for watching, and we will see you next time.